Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right. Hey, welcome all Rangers, Ranger lovers, and everybody else in between. We have an amazing episode today. Somebody that's near and dear to my heart. We actually had the pleasure of serving together where I learned a lot from him. Um, and uh, he he is truly somebody that has done a lot for his country. So Stephen Dellinger, Master Sergeant, retired Stephen Dellinger, joined the Army in 2001, August of 2001. So there's definitely some things we're going to talk about there. He has three bronze stars, one with Valor. And he also has 16 combat deployments with the 75th Ranger Regiment. He served in 175, 275, back in 175, and also in 5th RTV as well. So, Dell, as everybody calls you, how are you doing today, brother? Uh, good morning, uh, Sergeant Major, and uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, very awkward for me to talk about myself. Hey, call me Mike. Let's start with that. All right. You're retired, okay. brother. You don't got to call me Sergeant Major. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, the title podcast is the legends of the 75th. And, uh, I don't, I don't consider myself anywhere close to that. Um, uh, but I definitely, uh, could talk about some true legends of the 75th that I surrounded myself around for, the, you know, for the past 20 years. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's part of the reason we pull people on too. You know, we pull people onto the podcast and I use the word pull deliberately because so for everybody listening, Dell told me no. And I was like, wait, what? You're going to tell me no? Like, no one's ever fucking told me no before. Like, you're going to seriously not come on? He's like, man, I'm not a legend. I'm like, yeah, you don't think that. And I and I understand that. You know, I don't think that anybody that comes on necessarily thinks of themselves as a legend. But it, it's not just about that. It's also, you know, just what you said, Dell. you know, is um, it's coming on and talking, you know, not only about your time, but the people that just impacted you and made a huge difference in your life, you know, and I think that that's a great place to kind of start, you know, and I know you have a very, very interesting story of, you know, why did you want to be a Ranger? Why did you want to join the army? Um, you know, let's go back in time. Uh, you know, I was living in Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico at the time. Uh, I'm originally from North Carolina, but I was, uh, I graduated high school in Las Cruces and I actually signed up for the army, uh, my 10th grade year. So I was actually on the delayed entry program for two right. years. Um, I came pretty close to just getting my GED and going in the Army. So I knew right away I wanted to be in the Army. Uh, I wasn't too sure what the what the uh, you know Ranger Regiment was about. I, you know, I wasn't read on to all that. Um, I was originally from North Carolina. I wanted to go to college. You know, didn't have the money to go to college right out of high school. So uh, you know, join the Army. You know, get some 
professional development, uh, maturity, get some college money out of it. Um, and I wanted to go to Appalachian State and boom, because uh, I'm originally from North Carolina. I want to end up back in North Carolina. That was kind of the plan. Um, I went to the Marine recruiter first, uh, just like I'm sure a lot of a lot of folks did. Um, and they couldn't really promise me a, a specific job, you know, yeah. and they were like, hey, man, if you uh, once you graduate basic training, they'll tell you they'll tell you what you're going to be. And I, I, I wasn't comfortable with that. Uh, so I went and talked to the Army recruiter, which was right next door. And, uh, uh, you know, I didn't have a, a high GT score on my thing. So I didn't really get the the luxury of getting to pick what I want to do. Uh, uh-huh. So I got infantry. Um, and I asked him, I said, hey, what's in North Carolina? I want I want to make my way back to North Carolina. He said, hey, we have a, a infantry unit called the 82nd Airborne. And I was like, okay, um, are they airborne? They jump out of planes? He's like, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up. That's what I want to do. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So, so, so when I j- signed up, you know, I got my three-year contract. I was going to the 82nd Airborne. Uh, that was my contract for three you know, years. Fun fact, I was, I was as well. I didn't have an airborne contract. I was going to the 82nd also. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, so I take off for basic training in August of 2001. Uh, you know, it was a lot of people joining in. This was before 9-11, um, so the 30th AG was just, you know, it was a lot of people waiting to get through the, through the pipeline, uh, showed up to basic training. Uh, my drill sergeant was a 375 guy, uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Easterbrooks. He was a Somalia, uh, Bravo company ranger, uh, somebody that right away I had a lot of respect for, um, very mm-hmm. square away guy. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny story is, you know, during basic training, uh, He'd come in there late at night, wake everybody up, banging on a trash can. And he'd tell everybody, y'all keep fucking up. I'll make sure you end up at the 82nd Airborne. And I'm sitting there there like, you know, towing the line. I'm like, what is he talking about? I I have an 82nd Airborne contract. You know, right away, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Yeah, no shit. And uh, so all my buddies that I, I naturally gravitated towards, they all had this thing called an option 40 contract. So so all my best friends and still friends to this day uh, had option 40 contracts. And, uh, uh, you know, we graduated basic, went on to airborne school uh, after airborne school. Um, I had orders uh, to report to 82nd Airborne. The bus was showing up. I had 24 hours to report. Uh, you know, the bus showed up. I didn't get on the bus. Uh, I went with my buddies that I met in basic training and airborne school uh, had option 40 contracts. And I went to, uh, you know, the Ranger brief, which was, behind, you know, in between the buildings. And right. it was a Ranger LNO. And the first question he asked everybody, it was probably 50 plus Rangers standing in formation or, you know, future Rangers. And uh, he said, hey, raise your hand if you don't want to be here. There was tons of kids raised their hand. Really? I just said, yeah, oh, yeah, tons of them didn't want to be there. Um, and then, you know, kind of, you know, as soon as the brief was over, with, I kind of went up to him like, hey, how do I get one of those contracts? Oh, from and, the kids that didn't go. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, he goes, hey, there's a building uh, that has a bunch of patches on it. They called it the Patches Building. He said, link up with me over there tomorrow. Long story short, I didn't get on the bus. I was pretty much a wall. Holy <laughs> shit! Went to this went to this building called Patches. Uh, he put me in contact with somebody that cut some orders for me over at a place called Splinter Village. 
uh, went over there, picked up my orders, and within 24 hours, I was uh, throwing my duffel bags on the truck and and reporting to RIP, the Ranger and Doctrine program. Um, I think so, probably something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say. So to get into Ranger Regiment, you went AWOL. That is a first. We haven't heard that one yet. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think many folks know that. You know. And, yeah. Uh, I think maybe I kind of got ahead of myself. I think something else important to know is. You know, while I was in basic training uh, on the bayonet course, uh, out there, yeah. you know, thrusting, yelling, kill, um, uh, we got called in and uh, around the PT platform in a horseshoe formation. And the, the drill sergeant I was telling you about, Easterbrooks, he stood up there and he told us about, uh, you know, the planes hitting the, the World Trade Tent. Uh, yeah, center. I was going to ask about that. And, yeah. Uh, so I was on the bayonet course during 9-11. Um, and uh, we're sitting there telling us this story. And, you know, for the last, you know, couple of hours, I've been yelling, uh, why does God love the infantry? Or, you know, why is the sky blue? Because God yeah. loves the infantry. Yeah. What makes the green grass grow? Blah, blah, makes the green grass grow. And I'm screaming this at the top of my lungs and I'm, you know, stabbing a tire. And now this guy's telling me about some planes hitting some buildings. I mean, I kind of looked around. I kind of just didn't. It wasn't real for me. I didn't think it was yeah. real. And um, because it's out, of, it's out of context when you're in basic training, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. I had no clue. And then when he started asking people like, hey, who's from New York City? Some folks raised their hand. Who's mm. uh, who has family members that, you know, work at the World Trade Center? Some folks raised their hand and they had the phone booths in the back, you know, in the quad they had the phone booths in the back at the basic. And I remember cleaning my rifle and uh, I could hear folks behind me crying on the phone. Uh and that's when I knew it was real. And yeah. then they let us watch it on TV and we saw it on TV and, you know, and we didn't even, we haven't even been issued a, a rifle or been to a range. I mean, we haven't even been to the range to qualify or anything. And, you know, they basically gave us a rifle. We built some bunkers uh, on Sand Hill and we all pulled security. They issued us a live magazine, a rifle and we pulled security. Um, oh yeah. Okay. I, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That's true. Cause we locked down the bases. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. so I think I think there's something to be noted, you know, before GWAT, you know, when we got attacked, uh, we didn't need all this specialized training. I was a young man. Give me a rifle. Give me a magazine and some guidance. And, uh, you know, we can defend. And uh, that's when everything was real for me. Uh, you know, kind of fast forward uh, back to getting that RIP contract. Um, you know, RIP was... Uh, Whippers great. Uh, I don't think I really need to talk about that. You know, it was two weeks in. It's a lot different than the the, the Ranger Assessment Selection Program now. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I think is worthy of talking about is I knew right away from the first day that I made the right decision uh, because some of the, you know, all the NCOs that stood in front of me, uh, legends, um, that were representing the regiment, man, I just, I was like, man, these guys are freaking giants. Man, These guys are awesome. And uh, I mean, of course, they smoked their ass and and, you know, but I I don't remember it being like that bad. I know everybody's got their rip stories and stuff, but I remember being, you know, I grew up pretty hard. I mean, I grew up pretty tough, but I remember thinking like, wow, I made the right decision. I am going to the right place. And I, And to be honest with you, I knew that I was lucky to even be there. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection. 
and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.